0: You are tuned in to She Can Talk, the podcast with your host, Colleen. That is myself, a.k.a. Gongoli MC on Instagram. Or if you like wings and just different types of food and you would check out different types of sauces and rubs, you can go to my wing page. It's Colleen Eat Wings on Instagram as well. So, yes, thank you guys for tuning in. We are here at episode three of She Can Talk. I'm so proud of myself. I'm back and I'm, I'm so proud of you all for tuning in. So thank you. I want to say thank you first and foremost to you all for tuning in because, um, yeah, I was kind of worried that I was going to bore you guys to death and you guys were like, no, I love it. So another thing I want to address, I know I'm a rapper. Why the heck don't I have a, um intro song yet? I will have one for you shortly. So yes, I'm working on an intro song for She Can Talk podcast, something catchy, like a little jingle or something to kind of spruce it up, you know, instead of me just coming in talking. But, um we're going to do that anyway this week. So sorry, I'm going to beat you down. That's the name of the podcast. She can talk, right? So I hope you all had a great week last week. I hope you all had a great weekend. I did. We did like a lot of um, housework, yard work. I mean, oh my God, we have a a big yard. You don't really realize it until you actually get out into the trenches of your yard and start working. Like it's not like a jungle or nothing because we have like the lawn care guy comes out every 2 weeks or whatever and cuts the grass and everything but we're trying to improve some things, maybe prune some trees, type of thing, and it was interesting to say the least. So, I had a great weekend doing that, doing some yard work, and um for a city girl like myself living in Florida in like a kind of rural area, it's real interesting the change in my life. But anyway, I'm rambling. This week's episode is going to be about communication through song. As an artist, I know that um, I can say, I'm not going to say 100% of my songs is inspired about something or inspired by something in my personal life, but I can say that I do have songs that stick out or stand out to me that were inspired by something or someone or a situation or something personal that happened to me. So for example, I'll just give you like a lighthearted example. I have a song called Call Me. I might play a little bit of that for you this evening. But um, that song is about my fiance. And I want to apologize to Colossal because I always like my boyfriend, my boyfriend. And, you know, I don't know. I guess he technically is my boyfriend but we are engaged so that is my fiance so I need to respect the ring right and be like my fiance so yes um shout out to Colossal if you're looking for beats it's Colossal Beats if you're looking for videos it's Colossal TV or Instagram and yeah he's pretty dope but um yeah so I have a song called Call Me and it's about Colossal it's about What inspired the song is, like, when we first started dating, I guess I was kind of, like, manic. Like, if I call you and you don't answer the phone, I go crazy. Like, but not crazy in a way. Like, what are you doing? Something's wrong. I guess I kind of, like, when you care about someone, you worry. Like, oh, my God. I hope nothing's, you know, wrong. And he's a good person. Like, he does so much great work in the the world. People love him. So, not that type of worry, but still and all. You just worry about the ones you love so I used to worry like why is he not answering the phone I'm calling dude and he just had this habit of not answering the phone so not saying like that like he would answer my calls but it was just it's hard to explain so after a while I kind of figured him out you know like okay I get it you know what I'm saying woosah because he does a lot he's a very busy man so he'll call me when he's ready right and so the song kind of morphed into that like you don't even have to call me I'm there anytime you want me you know just how to please me loving you is just so easy you know and it's like your cell phone dead you don't even have to worry because I'm in your head like you know talking about it's like all plays on the fact of um you know that early part of our dating life where where we were dating and I would be like so manic about you know him missing my calls etc so I kind of took that and, and morphed it into a song and like nine years later, you know, the song, cause I didn't write that song back then. I wrote the song about two years ago. So years later, now we're deep into the relationship. I kind of took that memory, played onto it and then just kind of mixed in like how we have a good life, you know, and mixed that into the song. So that's an example for me of saying like, Hey, you know, using something personal to inspire something creative. Right. And um, I see that a lot in artists. I feel like I have like spidey senses where if the artist wrote something and you could tell it's from the heart or whoever created it. Because sometimes, let's be real, not every artist writes their own song and that's okay, That's fine. But if they execute it like it's from the heart, you could still feel that energy and you can know that artist felt the energy that the person or the creator wanted to have conveyed. And, um, for example, um. Now, in particular, I believe this artist wrote this whole entire album. So I'm not trying to get anything misconstrued. I do believe Gwen Stefani, because she's one of my favorite artists of all times from No Doubt. And um, well, No Doubt Days. That was like her original band that she was in. And um, she had an album, if I'm not mistaken, I'm Just a Girl. That's the song that was on the album. But I think the album might have been called I'm Just a Girl as well. And 90% of the songs on that album was about her ex-boyfriend, who was actually like a band member, you know? So dudes in the band playing every night as she's singing her heart out about their breakup, you know? If I'm not mistaken, it was like years later, they had like, you know, the behind the scenes and it's all talking about like what they were going through at the height of their career, et cetera. And, you know, the same ex-boyfriend was like, it's so crazy at, at a point in time, You know, I had to step back because I was feeling crazy every night, having to play while my ex girlfriend sings her heart out about me. You know, sings her heart out about our breakup. You know, which happened to be like their breakthrough album. So that brings me to another point of I believe that sometimes when you do come from the heart with your music, it's gonna convey well with the audience, and that sometimes is the best work. Period. You know, you can do something like a gimmick or, or yeah, I guess it's a gimmick or you can do like a theme song or something like with the ideal, like, oh, I want to write a dance hit. I want to write a party track. Oh, I want to write a you know, a deep thinking, pensive thought track, you know, you can do concepts and that's not, that's not bad. That's definitely encouraged. But I also feel, and and concept out al- songs and concept albums are great and are successful. So I'm not trying to say like, oh, if you do that, that's whack. And no, no, I'm saying that I do feel when an artist is pouring themselves fully into their work. And, um, and it's good. Like if it's good, and you know the artist's backstory of them pouring themselves into the work, I think it makes it that much better, you know? So it brings me to an album that I discovered this weekend. Um, That's what Colossal and I do. You know, we're music people. Okay, sorry, guys. You already know I got this new chair. I'm still breaking it in. But anyway, I'm moving around. All right, I don't want to hit the mic, but okay, here we go. So... That's what we do. we like, we'll go on YouTube, watch videos. I think I told you that before. We'll look at different artists. We'll also go on like this, whatever streaming platforms. Like, we subscribe to like damn near all of them because we do music. So we also track our music. We're tracking our sales, et cetera. So we just want to be in the know. So long story short, we'll listen to whatever latest release is out and check it out. This weekend, Tory Lanez um, released Daystar. A 17 track project, which um, didn't really come out to a lot of good reviews and a lot of people, you know, really didn't have a lot of good things to say about it. But I think that is the energy around, you know, the project is why people are not really feeling it. And I don't really think it's the project itself because the project to me sounded pretty good. I listened to it like literally it's 17 tracks. Okay. So first and foremost, I don't really know a lot of artists, myself included, that's putting out 17 tracks right now, just because I, my reasoning for not putting out a 17 track album or anything over 10, honestly, is because I feel like the attention span of the people, myself, myself you all that are listening, it's limited. Meaning that we live in a world right now, we move quick, we're fast paced. We have our lives, our families, you know, whatever our livelihood is to take care of and maintain, plus our personal goals and, you know, you know, career pursuits that we have. We have a lot going on to sit there and listen to 17 tracks, right? If you're driving, if you're on like a road trip, that's perfect, but it's just the world we live in right now. Everything is instant gratification. Like I, you know, with me, the, one of the biggest things as an artist that I can say that um, it's not discouraging, but it's challenging and I, it keeps me on my toes and it keeps me, you know, grinding. I can't lie, is the fact that once you put your project out, it's done. It's like a car you bought off the lot. Like as soon as you bought it off, you know, as soon as you drive it off the lot, it's it's yours. It's done. So it's like with music, once you release it to the audience and they get it, they, they absorb it, they consume it it's done. It's like dinner. It's, you ate it. It's done, you know, and don't get me wrong. People, cause I'm the same way. I'll listen to something that I'm like, all right. And then if I have a favorite or something that resonated with me, then I'll add that to my playlist, you know, cause I want to hear that again, that song, you know, and, um, that's how I see it is, you know, and I just watch myself as far as my consumer self to kind of correlate with what I should do with my artists. Side and my business side, like what do you do as a consumer? Like, okay, I like the song. Like, I might be looking at um indie artists on YouTube, just different songs and different videos, and I'm like, oh my god, I like this artist, and I'll start going down the rabbit hole. You hear me say that a lot, meaning that I'll start looking at something else. or I might go to their Instagram and be like, oh my god, I like them. Start kind of you know l- researching the artist a little bit more. Then I'll listen to their music or their body of work. If something honestly, something had to stick out to me from the beginning for me to even go down the rabbit hole. So by the time I'm down the rabbit hole, I know which songs I like, what songs are my favorite or from this artist. And then i add it to my playlist and then I move on from there. I'm not going to sit there and like, you know, what else is next or what else is next until they bring something else out, you know? So when I see what I do as a consumer, I'm like, okay, I got to match that you know, to keep the attention and the intensity of my audience the same way. So you have to kind of be on top of it. So in my opinion, I don't feel like um, long albums are in right now as a result of that, because, you know, he could have broke that up into like three albums or at least two EPs or something or three EPs or at least two albums in present day standard of times with music. But either way, I'm not saying it was a bad project or anything. It was a really good project. And the reason why I'm emphasizing the 17 tracks on Daystar, which is the name of the album, is because it is a rare, you know, project. It is a rare thing in today's times musically to put out anything over 10 tracks even Kanye West even if you look at like a lot of the name big name mainstream artists some of the majority of them are put on like seven tracks right now like you know what I'm saying and it's cool because it's like seven tracks of heat makes you want more and then you're gonna look for more right right so um but I can honestly say listening to this project he had some really good songs up there he had some really quotable Lines, some you know heartfelt moments where I was like, I don't know, like do might have really loved this girl, or you know if it's not her, whoever he's singing this to, it's some love there, you know, and um, you could see he definitely had some inspiration behind the song. We all know the obvious thing is i'm not- I'm not trying to bring light to the negative factor of it because as a woman, myself, and um I hate to sound cliche or whatever, but as a black woman, I completely empathize with Megan, you know, thank God no one has injured me in my, you know, in those manners or, and I haven't had any physical altercations with men. Thank you in my years of living. And I would like it to continue that way. But, um, yeah, so I don't know how I would feel or how I would react in that position. So I empathize with her and, and then just, you know, just the whole, the whole stuff is a mess you know so I'm not gonna go there and put my two cents in there that's not what I want to do what I'm really wanting to talk about is the album I'm gonna play a song for you from like a little snippet from that project that I thought was really interesting because I was like this is some good music you know if he would have put this out like a year ago it probably would have went through the roof you know, but I just think the energy of the negative publicity with him and um, Megan and, you know, everything surrounded their situation this summer is just he probably didn't read the room and whatever. But um, sometimes, you know, now on the flip side, you know, because that's my consumer side talking there now on the flip side with the artist side of me, I'm like, hey, you know, really and truly, when is it ever a good time to put something out? Right. When is it ever going to be a good time to say, you know what, now I want to tell them how I feel, you know, because then what will happen is this, and I've seen it happen before where you might hold in you know how you were feeling or I've seen artists like have festering beef with each other for years and they'll throw little shots on the record and then you'll be like I think that you know we as the fans were like I think he's talking about so-and-so I think she's talking about so-and-so but they never really directly say it and that's cool they shouldn't in my opinion but then um you know once they finally get to that point and it boils over then they say it and they talk about it and they like You know, just go at each other. And then you're like, damn, it took them like 20 years. Like you was really hating for that long. You're still hating. It kind of makes you look bad. You know, if you're going to come out, I don't know, five years later about something that happened with an encounter with an artist you met at a festival you performed at. You know, like address it then and there. So I can see the whole, let me address it now. This is the time. Like maybe he felt as an artist, this was the right time for him to tell his side of the story. You know, to me, I feel like this, it's always going to be your side, my side and the truth. And the truth is definitely somewhere in the middle of two of both of those stories. Right. So it's not for me to figure it out or for me to sit here and even have an opinion about it. I really pray that they both come out of this better people. And I hope that it doesn't really hurt their careers because as a, as a fellow artist, like, you know, I respect everyone's craft. You know what I'm saying? Like if you sit there and you say, Hey, I wanna make wood, you know, stick figures and sell it on eBay, hey, that's dope. And if I like a stick figure, I might buy one. You know what I'm saying? Cause I always support small businesses, indie you know, independent artists, anyone that's trying to go against the grain and um make a name for themselves in a positive way and, and, you know, step out on creativity and be, and brave with it. I give them props and I, and I support that. So no shape or form or fashion that I, I I pray that they kind of come out on top. I is no way in any way, do I have a horse in a race where I'm like, Oh, I, I side with this one or I side with that one. But I just wanted to say as far as like the communication through song, he definitely communicated through song truth or not that's not for me to decide but I can say as an artist I felt it from him like maybe it was some truth in there you know because these songs are beautiful you know and that brings me to another just to kind of p- piggyback onto that it brings me to another um thing like the popularity game you know like if everyone is empathizing right now with one person And you're the bad guy that can hurt you. And it's clearly happening now because I feel like some people are not even listening to the project. They're just like, you know, I don't care. He's written off in my book because of what he did. And that's understandable. I'm not saying, oh, we deserve to um, play his music and he deserves a fair shake. Or uh, it's not for me to say that. I'm just saying that I thought it was a good project and I will play it again, you know. And to go a little bit further there, I'll just use, for example, R. Kelly. You know, 25 years ago, God knows how long ago that was when that tape came out. Everybody saw that tape. I seen that tape on VCR, VHS tape back in the days because you know, DVDs and streaming and all that stuff was not in effect back then. So it was on straight VCR, VHS tape. We like me and my homegirls was like, oh, my God, gather around the TV and we watched it. Right. Did that stop us from listening to R. Kelly's music? No. Did that stop me from going to R. Kelly concerts? No. And then as the years went on, you still heard stories. You still heard, you know, we saw him, you know, you saw it all play out in the media, the court cases, the accusations, then the documentary, then the parents out here. And the parents don't live far from where I live, honestly, but that was looking for their daughter and pleading on, you know, on TV for their daughter and stuff like that. So all of this stuff, we seen it and people still supported his music, people were still collaborating with him, you know, and still like, yo, he's a genius, and still to this day, let's not, not say that about R. Kelly, that he is a genius musically, like, come on now, it's just like, me personally, I feel like, right now, especially as a grown adult black woman, you know, that, you know, I just wouldn't want nothing like that happening to myself or any one of my nieces or cousins or any friends of mine. Like, I wouldn't want any woman to be in a negative situation by the hands of a man. But I will say that, um, yeah, we all listen to the music. Like, I listened. But um, now when I listen to it as a woman, I kind of hear the lyrics differently, you know. So I, I don't really sit here and be like, oh, I'm going to put him in my playlist or whatever the case may be. The point is what I'm just trying to say is, I don't know. Today is like instant write off with stuff, you know, without with little like with little proof because we weren't there. There's no footage, you know, and it's like not just their situation. I'm just talking about, you know, all situations like back in the days. We would literally have proof like video footage circulating and people be like, I don't know what you're talking about, (laughs) you know. And nowadays it's like hearsay. And it's cancel city, so it's just, it's crazy how the world has changed. You know that's all I want really wanted to say about that. But um, that's really it. I didn't want to um harp on it and make this whole big thing about it. But really, I just wanted to say communication through music. That's like why this is the topic of this episode: communication through song. Um, another person that I could think of that communicated through song, or still communicates through song. Um. For example, um, you know, we all know about the Drake beef that he had with Meek Mills as well as with Pusha T. You know, two famous beefs that was in the last five years, I would say five to six years. And they got pretty personal on the tracks. Like, dude was calling out the other guy's wife's name on the track and the other dude is like I'm around the corner from your house it's crazy you know and the personal effects that was in there and you're like wow you know it was supposed to be like just a back and forth freestyle and he was playing it in heavy rotation on the radio like it was a song so that goes to say you know it was impactful and they use personal information to make it more impactful you know and communication through song basically was you know, not really threatening each other. I don't want to say that or whatever, speculate, but you know, beefing with each other through song, talking shit to each other through song. And you could tell that's clearly how they felt because they have not reconciled that. (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I can see where it's, it's truth. It's fact. And it has been done before in history where you could see people good, bad, or indifferent, happy. I told you my story about call me, um, sad or, you know, yeah, sad, that's, Tory Lanes right now on his Daystar album and then angry like you know Pusha T when he came at Drake with that um I can't even think of the the title of the song but where he just like annihilated him and like exposed his son type of thing in the rap beef angry so those are three examples of music oh and Gwen Stefani that was like a hurt and anger makes a mix of emotions and You know, they conveyed it to music, conveyed it to songs, to communicate. It's like a form of therapy, if you ask me. Like, if you're an artist, you should at least have at least one song where you're able to use it as a therapeutic moment. Where you're able to, like, express yourself, get your thoughts out there, and just leave it at that. Leave it on the track. I really feel every song, you should leave it on the track. But I feel like we should, as artists, have at least one because it's therapeutic. And this is our you know, therapy session, like they call it a session, a recording session, just like if you were to go to a therapist, it's a session with your therapist. So I feel like just kind of correlate the two, like instead of me laying on the sofa, I'm standing in the booth and I'm getting it out, you know? So I feel like it's okay to be able to communicate through song. And I feel like that it, you know, more artists should do it because you can feel those songs you're not saying like you can't feel concept songs. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying you can't feel a song about, um, you know, political stuff that's not really directly happening like in your home and not mean something to you and be impactful. You could still do all of that. But um, I just think that you can feel the energy when it is communicated from the heart. And I feel like that's what he did this week. And I feel like Daystar The album which ironically I think that's his first name too which I was like if that's his first name that's pretty dope I would have used that as my rap name or my performer name versus Tory Lanez but um either way Tory I thought Tory Lanez was his name it's like a first and last name you know but then again Travis Scott that's not his name either like you know so pretty cool I guess to do it like that but um he named the album after his real name Daystar. so to me that was like a first indicator that he's gonna get a little bit in depth and he's gonna shine the light inward and kind of get a little personal on this out on this project so I was looking forward to hearing that and he did he did not disappoint with that um he had a a couple of amazing songs one song called um care for you I think that's what it's called and um, just the cadence on it, the beat, very nice vibe joint. Like this type of joint that I'm like, I would drive to the beach, you know, nice sunny. Day. I live in Florida, so you know, nice sunny day, driving to the beach, sun out. You could play that and vibe out to it, you know. He got a he got a couple of interesting joints up there. I'm, you know, let's do that right now. I'm gonna play a little bit of "Care for You." I think that's the name. Of it. I'm not my butchering it. But what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna play it right now. And when I come back, I will give you the official title if that's not it. All right, so this is Tory Lane's song "Care For You" off of Daystar. I'm just gonna play a little bit for you. Tell me what you think. Leave it in the comments. You know, I'm on Instagram. A lot of you have been hitting me up on Instagram. I think that's so cool. So if you want to hit me up on Instagram too, let's talk about it. But I'll be right back. All right, tell me what you think. And stay tuned. She Can Talk Podcast. We ain't going away. Uh,
1: beautiful black child. Let's have a conversation, let's skip the contemplation Let's talk more about moderation and modern day shit. Let's learn black love, take it back by the basis We ain't even got to face it. Beautiful black woman, help me to make you stronger Help me to make me stronger Help though it takes me as long as a clock on the wall To get my act right and make me caller Help me to make you better Help me, I'll take you farther All these insecurities play on your mind currently Dealt with pain durably And here I come inside of the bathroom making it worse Blaming you for the pain, hurting me We need God urgently lately I've been working your feelings while on my work is free lately I've been hurting your feelings me while it's hurting me maybe I've been all in my feelings trying to get back to you lately I've been minding my business trying to get back at you help me more to understand his traumas in my past
0: that make and I'm so back and lash at
1: you. Sorry for the
0: times my- yeah so that was called care for you off of day star by um Tory Lanes and it had like a nice little vibe too like I told you like that like, I could definitely like be driving to the beach or, you know, going somewhere on the highway and rocking out to that, you know what I'm saying? Good vibe. Um, he has this love song too, is like a woman or my woman. I might end the show with that one for y'all so you can hear that. But, um, yeah, you hear, you hear it. You hear what he's talking about. Like, I don't know if that's per se Megan that he's talking about, you know, definitely. But, um, maybe the situation, this is what I, this is my opinion. You know, she can talk. Colleen there you go so my opinion is as an artist maybe this situation because this is the first situation that he has had you know recently that was um in the news involving women you know I'll put it like that and I'm not sitting here because I haven't fact checked anything so I'm not going to say oh it's for sure it's allegedly but you know we've seen it in the news hearsay whatever so maybe this most recent situation that he's had with Megan has allowed him to re-examine relationships with the women in his life. I mean, on one song, he talks about like his kid's mother and saying like, you know, why do you want to do a black man like this? Because now you're going to take food out of my kid's mouth. And then what am I going to say to my kid's mother when I, you know, can't provide or whatever the case is, right? So, um, and I'm just paraphrasing, that's not verbatim, but he has one of the songs where he touches on that topic. And so it made me say, um, you know what, maybe he had a, not saying a change of heart, but a, a a moment to reflect on the relationships in his life with the women in his life, you know. And I think that's what this album is, is reflecting, you know, taking off the persona of Tory Lanez and putting on, you know, his Wearing his real skin, which is Daystar, which is who he was born as, you know. So that's how I took it. It's not like a whole, oh, my God, this this whole episode really wasn't about to, you know, my intention, I should say, isn't to, like, promote his album or, you know, make it a he say, she say my opinion or anything like that. It's just, like, I'm respecting the art. And... As an artist, a fellow artist, respecting the art—that's just my opinion. I feel like maybe his recent events or recent events in his life has allowed him to take a step back and take reflective looks at the relationships in his lives. You know, who knows? Maybe some of his business partners are women. You know, maybe his mother. His maybe he has sisters. I don't know this man's life. You know, but you can hear a, a few of his songs. He's like talking about women and like talking about, you know, emotional songs towards women and um, good songs. And in my opinion, I don't feel like it's one woman. I don't think like all 17 tracks is about one person, you know, which is another reason why I like it. You know, I feel like, you know, he's talking to all of us. And I say us because, you know, with music, you should be able to relate to it if you like it and reflect it into yourself or back onto your life. Right. So that's how I feel about that. Like, I thought it was a pretty cool album so I don't know I don't know if I'm gonna stay a whole hour with you guys this week because like I told you I had technical difficulties oh my gosh with um I bought this new mic for podcasting and it was pretty fresh because I'm talking to you on it now but um I don't know it was just crazy with my laptop initially when I would try to do a first you know record a f- few times prior to this actual one that's live here tonight But, um, I hope you all are out there having a good evening. I hope you all are, um, enjoying your week thus far. Interesting. I know there's a lot on, you know, the, in the news with politics and everything, and I am going to be your getaway from that. I do not want to talk about that this week as we get closer to elections. Maybe I might, I don't think I will honestly, (laughs) but maybe I might, you know what I'm saying? But I will say this regardless of whatever your, um, party or choices. That's up to you. And I I wish that everyone would kind of keep their opinions to themselves right now because everyone's sensitive, you know? So I'm going to partake in my own juice right there and drink my own Kool-Aid and mind my business, you know? So like I was going to say, that's all I'm going to say about politics this week, but I hope you all are doing well. I want to say that, um, yeah, I dropped a song. Well, okay. So it's not my song. So let me bring it back. I had the honor of being on a song with my homies from Paris. I remember I told you in episode one, I went out to France in 2018 and performed a concert with Soul Strike. Well, Strike, but I always call him Soul Strike, but you know, Strike MC and um, DJ Seek. And I had the opportunity to meet DJ Yasens and DJ Soul Intellect, DJ Sarah Kay. Um, So many of them, I shouted them out before, I love you guys, um, peace, if y'all listening out there, what up, but um, shout out to Strike, and shout out to Dutre Tum, um, I'm butchering it because my French is horrible, but his real name is Michel, which I love his real name because it sounds so French, but um, shout out to my homies, because um, Dutre Tum has a song that he asked me to be on, it's called Le Monde en Control lemon on control so that's out now you know it's out in europe so let me say that first right now and um it's going to be re-released out here in the states on this side i'm going to put on my next project that's coming up so you will be hearing that soon but if you go to my instagram gongli mc you can check out a portion of my verse it's not the whole verse up there but it's a portion of it to some really dope visuals So I was excited when I saw that I was excited when I got the um, news that they dropped it And I was like oh my god this is so dope So it's in French the song So shout out to anyone that can listen to it And um, you know understand French I am in English of course on the song And um, the message is the same All three verses is dope And the song loosely translates to the world in control But um that's like if you, that's a hard translation. Really, the energy behind the song is like, who's in control of the world? You know, more so than like the world's in control. That's, you know, translations in how it do. But um, so I want you to check that out because the crazy thing, I just wanted to go into that story real quick while I'm thinking about it. The crazy thing about that song is um, he reached out to me in February and was like, you know what's up you know i would like to get you on a track blah 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 so i said bet let's do it you know so he sent me the beat the beat was flame as you will hear if you can if you check it on my instagram the beat was flame is flame shout out to dj you out in france and paris because whoo but i'm just put like that working on some more stuff because yeah beats is dope so um yeah, Michelle or Dutschrethum reached out to me and was like, "Yo, I want you to track." I was like, "Bet," and he gave me the breakdown of the concept. Speaking of what I was saying, like I, you know, just to let you know, I do do concept songs. Thank you very much. But um, it was a concept about you know the world that we're living in right now, and just everything that's going on. So mind you, in February, you know, unless you just like lived and died watching news all day long. And I'm a very busy woman. So I couldn't really say that I was, but I work in an office. And I remember the time I was like, you know, helping out a team, you know, and they just brought me like, it was like the um, HR people brought me like massive hand sanitizers and Clorox wipes. I'm talking about like, I could have cleaned the whole hospital, you know, with so much stuff. I was like, okay, they're like, yeah, they say flu season is bad, blah, blah, blah. So at that time, just to say that we, the whole world at large still didn't really know the seriousness of coronavirus in February, right? And then on March, around March 10th, you know, the whole world went home into quarantine, right? So March, early March, we could say the whole world went home. So, but in February, mid-February, I got this beat. And I told you before how I am. Like, I'm not going to say every beat hits me immediately because some beats I'll hold, you know, i have a beat for years sometimes. And I hate to say it like that, but I'll like have a beat. And I've, you know, tried something to it, didn't like it you know, and then some days I'll just be sitting, here like, you know, not really bored, but, like, I want to do something, but I don't really have, like, a set song I'm working on, so let me just go through my files and see what I got, something I could redo, let me hear, you know, whatever, and I'll come across a beat, a, a song that I've done years ago, don't like the song, and then rediscover that beat, and then just, like, create a whole new song to it, give the beat whole new life, and then the producers will be, like, what the fuck, I gave you that shit, like, three years ago, but, they still respect the final end product, you know, or sometimes they'll be like, um, you know, I gave that beat away cause I didn't think you like it. And that's cool. I respect that too. But, um, all of that to say is, um, I'm kind of was rambling there cause you know, like the name of the podcast, she can talk. But, um, like I was saying there, not every time I'll get a beat and then I'll be like instantly on it or instantly boom, hit, boom, got the hook. Everything like that. This, of course, was a little bit easier because he had the hook already, you know. And he's singing in French on a hook, but he sounds so dope. So, and then I know what he's saying. You know, he's basically saying like, you know, when this is all done, you know, who's let me know who's gonna control the world. You know. So, um, and then he told me the concept behind the song. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's it's the truth, and it's me speaking or communicating through song about some stuff that not only I'm going through and can relate to, but us at large, all of us can go, you know, can relate to. So, you know, I just pulled on it. Like I recently, like at that time in February, it was like really after the, like, yeah, right after holidays, I normally do like um, charity work or, you know, charity donations. It's depending on what mood I'm in. You know, sometimes I might participate and volunteer at like a food bank or something. Other times I might donate you know? So it just really depends on what I can do. I try to do what I can, you know, when I can. So I recently around that time had donated to Black Lives Matter. I had an opportunity to do so. And so that was fresh in my mind, you know, like the protesting and, you know, at that time, this is before George Floyd, this is before all of that, right? So I was able to pull from that energy because I was like presented, you know, at the time with the you know the actual charity the you're not the charity but like the movement as far as like what the funding was for etc at that time and it moved me it was it resonated with me so I was able to like be like okay bet that works I'll support that you know I didn't I'm not rich once again but if every dollar count right so I figured like this even if it's five dollars you know it's gonna go towards a good cause right so that was fresh in my mind then um coming back, you know, to the fact that I'm doing a song with, um, Strike, because Strike is on the song as well, and shout out to Michel Duchetum because it's his song, and they're in France, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry there, I was a little dry, but, um, yeah, so I also pulled on my experiences from when I was in France, so when I was there, You know, I had the opportunity for Strike to take us around town because I was shooting a music video and I said, yo, I want to go to like the hood. I want to go. I don't want to just be like just the Eiffel Tower or just the Louvre. That's dope. And I definitely have those in my video, but I want to go to the hood. Like, you know, they literally have projects out there in France. You know, the funny thing is the irony of it is in America, we call the, urban areas or the city because you know forget that word urban but the city they'll call it the city or urban areas um and then the suburbs as we know it is like you know the nice manicured lawns the um picket fences everyone's homeowners you're waving at your neighbors etc right and then you have rural where it's like a combination of like you can have some areas where it's houses and communities of homes and you just have areas where it's like ranch cattle cows (laughs) horses and land you know so that's rural so out there in France they was like oh we're gonna go to the suburbs the suburbs so I was like no I want to go to the hood (laughs) I want to go to the hood and they're like no 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 the suburbs it's the suburbs you know and so they took us out to the, um, this area, Villa St. George, and a couple of other areas. I can't lie. It was all over the place. And to me, shout out to Villa St. George, because that reminds me of the Bronx. If I've never said it before, if anyone ever gets to go to France, it's a little town right outside of Paris. And I swear to you, other than, you know, the people with their accents, other than that, if you're just walking through, you would feel like you're in the Bronx. I'm telling you, I kid you not. So I felt so at home with that place. And for some reason, they have a a deep connection, a lot of the people in that city to the Bronx. So I don't know how that works out. But I do know, like, the designer of Paris also designed the city of New York and did a subway system similar to the city's um, subways in Paris. So it makes me just feel like maybe they did something to the Bronx, too. I don't know. You know, that's it looks like it. But anyway, so he strike took us out to different places like um you know the suburbs but the projects I you know I get it for us in America it would be like the projects or the city or whatever but then <clears throat> he said this is the suburbs and so I said to him no okay this is cool this is cool and I said oh because I w- we call it the hood and then he was like no I'll take you to the hood so i was like well damn okay well I don't want to die. Is is it safe? And he was like, yeah, yeah, it's just sad. It's, you know, he was just shaking his head. And, you know, I was like, okay, I don't, you know, maybe because sometimes, you know, with translation, the, you know, their way of saying something might be different to me. So I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe he's saying like, it's a, a scary place to go to or whatever. So I was like, I don't know if we should, go. I don't know if we should go then. I don't, you know, really want to go to the hood that bad. I mean, this is cool. The suburbs is like, the Bronx. So I'm good here, you know, but, um, he was like, no, I want to show you. And this is what I want to show you. He told me how, like a lot of people from like different countries, like, um, Egypt, you know, different parts of Africa, you know, Egypt is in Africa, um, Albania, different places were seeking refuge in France. And on the good side of it, um, they let the people in but on the bad side of it, it was overpopulated. So they were just giving them tents, like tents to sleep in, you know? So he drove us through what they were calling the hood, and it was like thousands and thousands. I've never seen so many tents. Now, we were, just to put it into more perspective for you, I was in Paris in November, okay? Now, <clears throat> I live in Florida. I lived in Florida for years now. So I'm not really used to winter anymore. And I know it sounds crazy. People are like, yeah, whatever. But no, it's true. Like, you really kind of feel like you're on a, like, in a, maybe isolated from the rest of the East Coast living in Florida because we don't really get four seasons here. Right. So that was the first extreme for me. Like, we stopped in um, London chilled you know for like a day in london and then we headed on over to france so as soon as we got off the plane in london the airport was cold but i was like i know biggie i got my goose you know my boots on i'm good (laughs) but we stepped outside that airport and i was like no i want to go back i've never experienced this type of cold this is too cold this is crazy um colossal was like babe how are these women doing this they have on stockings just like Everyone has one stock, as I'll never forget. So I always joke about that because that was his observation. Like, it was so freaking cold. And these English women were so prim and proper and dressed to the nines. I can't even say nothing about, it. like, what you, when you think of, like, English women, and I'm talking about all English women, like, they, they just have a style to them. Black, white, Moroccan, whatever. They have a style to them. And it's just so, like, I don't know. I love it. I love it. And so you just see them like their little skirts on and their stockings and their nice shoes and their purse and their nice wool coat, pea coat, like, you know, just walking. But it's brick out there. Okay. And, you know, it's like in Celsius. so I don't really know. I'm like, it's so cold. I'm so confused. I can't even convert, you know, the Celsius into Fahrenheit to see how cold this really is because this is crazy. It's like one Celsius. And I'm like, it's cold. It's one degrees. It's cold, <laughs> you know. But, um. Long story short, to put that into perspective, France was even colder when we got out there, you know. And when we was in France, to see those people in tents, you know, in the cold, it was cold. It rained a lot, like basically every day. That part reminded me of Florida, like it rained every day, you know. Then it would clear up and it'd be nice, but then it would rain either in the day or at night. But it rained a lot during that time of year and there's thousands of people in tents, you know, so that's something that resonated with me, so I, I pulled from that energy when I was writing the verse, you know, about, like, a lot of displaced people, you know, especially children, because you did, i seen a lot of children, a lot of children out there, you know, and then um, to further pull from that, like, I was just thinking of Europe and England and Africa and Ireland all the places that I went to I didn't go to Africa so I'm lying there I will be back and we'll go to Africa but I was just drawn on the different places abroad that we went during the time of that travel and you know just encountering different people and just hearing different stories so we met a lady on a plane um that ironically she was born and raised in Florida but she married an English man a rich English man and they live in a castle on the countryside somewhere like a part of her castle she does like an Airbnb and she was like we're invited out anytime and we don't even you know just like on her because she just she does photography and stuff and you know Colossal does photography so they was like exchanging you know just conversation of interest about what you know their 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 love and skill set with photography she shot um the most recent wedding that they had so not megan's wedding megan markle no maybe it was megan markle i'm lying no 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 i'm lying i think it was megan markle's wedding that she shot but whoever got married i don't follow i think it was megan markle's wedding but she was one because you know they probably had like eighty thousand. but she was one of the royal photography staff members and she showed us pictures from it and it was just beautiful like like if you just think of like a it was beautiful then she showed us pictures of her castle beautiful you know and um yeah so you just meet all these different types of people you know and then she was telling us like how on vacation you know like people would go and like um hunt and I knew that anyway but then like they'll hire a photographer a professional photographer to go with them to take pictures of them of their kill you know like they'll go on like on a safari excursion in Africa and pay like thousands of dollars to kill like a lion and take a picture with it and to frame it over there like mantle their fireplace you know so in that conversation and you know seeing those pictures and stuff like that or whatever I drew from the European experience that I had to write this verse but hindsight now that verse is so more relevant today than when I wrote it in February which is why I'm telling this story because I was like wow that's so crazy so if you see if you have a chance to go on my Instagram it's gangaleemc g a n g a l e e m c no spaces. If you go up the the very most recent post cuz right now I'm not really posting a lot cuz I'm creating a lot. Like I'm doing this podcast, I'm working on music, I'm working on visuals. I'm I'm doing a lot plus we're doing, you know, I'm learning in the process as well. And learning you have to make time for that as well. So um Overall, you know, just so I'm not really just like posting for GP. I might post a joke or something, or post some music. But I posted that today because I was when I well, yeah, I think it was yesterday when I posted it. But when I posted it, when I saw it in the morning, I woke up and I saw the that they released it. I was like, oh my god! You ever do something and it is like you create it and then you know you send it on its way and then it comes back. You see the results of it. You're like, oh my god! I I did this. It's so relevant, this song, you know, and then it's like the double entendre because like they used a Tiger King for the part where I was like, um, kill exotic animals just to get a portrait. Tiger King came out in like April, (laughs) you know, once again, I wrote this in February. And so it was just like all the relevance and all of the correlations. It's almost like I did a prediction, you know, so I kind of scared myself with that one But this is not the first time that has happened to me You know, which is the irony I'm pretty sure I'm not the only artist that that has happened to it Because I feel like music is energy Music is, that's why, you know I feel like you should be careful With how you communicate through music as well Like I said, you can do happy songs You can do sad songs You can do angry songs You can do vengeful songs You can, like freedom of speech, right? But I still feel like with the music wrapped into that. You also put an energy in it. Like I said, you're leaving yourself out there or you're leaving yourself on the song, on the track. So that energy can follow, you know, is what I'm trying to say, you know? So yeah. And you know, good or bad or whatever it is, the energy is there on, on that track that I did. Like, wow, this is crazy because this is so relevant for what's happening right now. And I would have thought I wrote that song last week if I didn't know myself and, you know, know how we executed that, you know, and he dropped it in, you know, on Monday. And I thought that was so dope. Like, oh, my God. So I just wanted to share that with y'all, you know. Oh, my God. Look, see, she can talk. I'm almost at an hour, y'all. But I'm happy that y'all stayed with me. You know, I'm trying to be a little bit more organized with it so you might see it on this episode here but I do have a new logo yay because I am not the photoshop queen or the graphic illustrator as you would say but you know I am proactive and I will do my best to you know do as much as I can or whatever but colossal he's a perfectionist and shout out to colossal once again if you're looking for graphics photography or beats he is your guy Um, he was like, babe, this, um, logo is cool and all, but I don't feel you like I'm not getting you from this. And I was like, well, it'll work for now. I'm fine with it. It's, you know, gets the point across. I'm happy with it. It's just baby steps because this is still new to me, you know? And he blessed me with a dope logo. So hopefully it'll update and you should see it on this new episode here. And um, leave me a comment. Tell me what y'all think about that as well. I think it's pretty dope. So shout out to Colossal. Thank you for the new logo. I definitely do appreciate it. And like I said, baby steps. So my next step that I'm working on is going to be some theme music for my show. Hey, so, okay. And um, yeah, today I feel like it's officially fall in Florida because I had to put on my little fireplace this morning because it was a little cool. But, um, you know, of course by the evening is 85 degrees again. So I'm like, okay, the seasons are definitely changing. We're, we're in fall now, you know? So I'm excited about this season because as we get closer to the holidays, you know, this is time for family and friends and spreading good cheer. And I think more than ever this year, we definitely need to spread cheer, good positive cheers. And energy around and I'm going to do my part I'm going to do my part to spread that love and hopefully you receive it and it makes you feel good and you can spread that love to someone else so that is my goal and um yeah so I think I'm you know I'm all over the place so I was talking about the song when you get a chance check it out like I said it's called Le on Control." Control. I'm going to re-release it on my next project. So if you don't catch it, like the little snippets on Instagram, definitely if you go to my page or if you go to Doe Records, which is the label's Instagram, you can see it up there. So that's DOE underscore records. And that's on Instagram as well. The website is doerecords.com as well. I don't know why I'll give you the website. Okay. But anyway, all of those are different ways that you can check it out. And um, yeah, so I'm going to be doing that. looking forward to more stuff and thank you guys for staying with me for episode three yo so you know last week like I told you I'm all over the place excuse me you know last week I talked about Lovecraft Country and you know this week I'm kind of mad that I did because this week's episode was that much more bad oh my god it was like the best episode so far you know and that's why I love that show because it's Every episode tops the last episode, episode before. But last week's episode of my show, She Can Talk, where I talked about love, my Lovecraft theories, I'm so excited. So many people reached out to me It was like, um, they love the show. Some people even told me, hey, look, now I got to get a subscription to HBO because I got to go watch this show now. It sounds so good, you know. Some people was hitting me up like, I thought I was the only one watching this show. Every time I try to tell people about it, they like looking at me like I'm crazy. It's so good, you know? No, I'm a full nerd. So I love stuff like this. You know what I'm saying? I told you this is right up my alley with the sci-fi stuff. <clears throat> I hope I'm not losing my voice because I have to go record later on. So I don't know. But I, I apologize, guys, for clearing my throat so many times on the track because this is not really me. I don't know what's going on. And so anyway, and I left my ward in the other room, but I'll be all right. But anyway, thank you for tuning in last week. And I am happy that you guys, you know, my episode piqued your interest and you were able to check out, you know, Lovecraft Country and tell me your thoughts on that. I thought that was pretty cool. This week, I'm asking you to check out, um, two things, check out my Instagram so you can see just a little snippet is not my full verse. Trust me, guys, it's not my full verse, but, um, and look at the visuals on that. I think it was so moving and powerful. I thought it was so dope. And then check out Daystar. And I'm not giving him no like plug. This is totally not paid for or anything like that. This is just like appreciating a good body of work. And in these days and times, like we need good music, you know, to like listen to. And, I'm, and I don't want to do the group think like, oh, because, you know, Whatever is going on over there, we all should just band together and not like it. You know, if it's good, I'm gonna like it. Now, am I gonna go out and buy it? Am I gonna go out and like run to the next Tory Lanez concert? I don't know, but can I say it was a good project? Yes, and I think that you should give it a fair listen and tell me what y'all think and tell me if you think it was. Um, am I just being you know over the top or did you guys think it was good too he got some songs up there honey you can make babies (laughs) okay to him that's what i'm gonna say about that and it's like when i say you can make the babies to him because it's passionate you feel the passion in his singing oh don't forget he sings and raps and makes beats so i think he's a pretty dope individual but um music wise. I'm just talking about the music. I don't know him personally to say how he is as a person. And I'm not trying to comment on how anyone is as a person. I'm just totally talking from the artist standpoint. And ironically, the whole episode this week is basically about communicating through song, right? And I basically think, I'd like to think I gave you guys several different examples of artists, myself included, communicating through songs, even down to the song that I did with my homies from France recently, you know, and how it could circle back, even though it wasn't about me personally, I did draw on personal experiences to write that verse and then to see how it can convey on a bigger level. And I'm just so grateful for that because that's what I'm praying literally for right now is for God to give me the ability to communicate to you all as easy as possible you know like you get me I get you and we cool you know what I'm saying so that's what I'm trying to do but um I think I'm gonna end it right about here and I'm gonna play a little bit of that song I think it's called my woman or a woman I'm I stand corrected it's called a woman off of Tory Lanez's album Daystar we're going to close the show out like that. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Mellow evening, mellow week. But come back next week. She can talk podcast. You know I'm going to be here. And you know my i saying already. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, tell a friend. It's not going to hurt either way, right? And love yourself. Please, please, y'all. Especially every day as we go through this. We have to love ourselves more and more. So love yourself. Because you can't love me if you can't. Love yourself first, right? Until next time, y'all stay blessed, stay clean, wash them hands, keep them mask on. I don't care about these phase threes and stuff like stay safe, y'all. You know what I'm saying? And um spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. Till next week, i right? She can talk podcast. I am Colleen. One love. And um hit me up. Tell me what y'all think. Talk to y'all later. Peace.
1: It's a thing. Stomach oh